This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Well, go check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and I am joined once again today by one of my favorite fellow Bravo-holics, Bravo podcasters. You know her as the host of the Andy's Girls podcast, and she has a live show coming up that I am excited to, for her to tell us about. Please welcome back to the podcast, Sarah Galley. Oh my God, a thrill to be back, number one. Can I also just say I put on my nice $31.99 Amazon Prime robe for you today wow. for our for our little internet kiki. And um, this is my version of fancy. I just want to let you know. You know how to dress fancy, and so like I do. Don't sell yourself short, but uh, but yes, I appreciate I appreciate the luxurious robe. <laughs> I mean, I am recording in my office, surrounded by ball gowns, and yet on a day to day, I wear fifteen year old TJ Maxx rip off spanks and exactly. and and my fancy robe. Well, I know you like a a Kyle Shahida moment sometimes if you want like a caftan vibe. Um, yeah, shout out to Kyle by Shahida who has sent me their product, which I have posed in for social media. And <laughs> um, and I really do appreciate being sent items by Kyle by Shahida. So Kyle by Shahida, if you're listening, moo moo, yes, yes. I want to know why you weren't invited to that uh, store opening party in La Quinta. <sighs> you know, I'm sure it has nothing to do with the fact that Teddy Mellencamp is my arch nemesis and um, did in fact block me when I very innocently asked if I could have a carrot as like a special treat. She didn't think that was funny, but I guess, you know, she, she wanted to be all out in that moment. Well, good for her, I guess. (laughs) Speaking of housewives nemeses, there has been some really fun uh, conflict brewing these last few days on social media and the the greater Bravo universe between Vicky Gonvalson and Dorinda. Pre, pre-airing of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, Dorinda on her radio show slash podcast, it's a little, un- it's a serious XM thing, was talking about how Apparently last year when they were discussing where Ultimate Girls Trip 2 was going to take place, Vicky had said something negative about Bluestone Manor, about her home, uh, call, called it old, apparently, which like, it kind of, it, it is, but also whatever. Um, so Dor- Dorinda said, um, let's see, Dorinda said, listen, Go fuck this is yourself. A- she says, well, listen, this is a girl that thinks dancing on dirty tables in a bar at Puerto Vallarta, whatever that place is called, is fun. Uh, I Like, you may not like my life, but I also don't date people that pretend to have cancer. You know what I mean? Um, and then Vicky, 
you know, Vicky hit back um, and she said, I never said anything bad about her home. I said, if it makes her happy, then good. Uh, I also said her house is in the middle of nowhere. Truth. And it's old. Truth. Um, uh, and saying, saying I don't have taste, that's a joke. My taste is definitely different than hers. And she was horrible to most people who stayed there. It was miserable. You know, the thing with Vicky is she thinks she can get away with stuff that maybe she could had she not been fired off of Orange County. But you don't want to come for Dorinda. Like, we know drunk Dorinda, but we also know sober Dorinda. Like, when Dorinda went to that Hamptons, the how am I doing not well, bitch, dinner and only drank Diet Coke because she wanted to murder Sonia in cold blood and do it stone cold sober to prove that she could. It's like, it's just a bad idea. It's just not, a, she's going to smite you. It's not going to end well for you. Well, and I also think Vicky, of course, has she will always be the OG of the OC. Like nobody can take that away from her, but she is not at this point a fan favorite in the broad sense that Dorinda is. So if I, if there's an inkling of a feud, even if I believe that Dorinda has been an asshole to Vicky, I'm kind of like right on sister. Give it like, give it to her because I'm not going into this being like, oh, well, I love them both and I hope they get along. I'm like, no, like Vicky kind of sucks. And I hope I hope that Dorinda makes her life a living hell. Vicky, to this day, every moment of her life, Vicky thinks life is led with a sympathy edit. She but in the thing with like being the OG of the OC, no one can take it away. Someone literally did. She's she's always going to be the OG of the OC, but she lost her job. So it's like it's not like you're always going to be like the A-list of housewives. That is, in fact, not the case. Sometimes that changes Oftentimes it does. So while we'll never take away from the fact that she helped create this industry that continues to thrive, it doesn't mean she has the power or popularity that she once did. And she she insists that she does. And that's not how you win this. You're not going to win. Yeah. I mean, she just doesn't. Vicky, to me, the fact that she's on this Ultimate Girls trip, it's like, yeah, it makes sense. Like, uh, they they could have yes. put her on the first one even because it was more of like that OG vibe. But it's like, uh, to me, it's kind of like a one and done type of thing. Like, I don't, I don't see an OC return in the cards for Vicky. I don't think there's kind of like a next stop on the Bravo train for her necessarily. Whereas like, I think Dorinda's position with whatever's happening with this legacy show is very different. And I would say much better for someone who likes to be on reality television. So like, even just from that standpoint, it's like, I don't think Vicky has the upper hand here in any way, really. I don't think she would have worked out on the first version. I think the first version was for all stars, current <laughs> all stars. I don't mean that as an insult. And like, I, I again, I would never take away from Vicky's um, importance in the history of Housewives, but I don't think she would have fit in with those women. I think it's I, I don't I don't see it. Maybe Ramona, maybe. But I think they would have lost their minds with each other. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not saying I think she should have been on the first season. I'm just saying, like, if if you were laying out the cast and you were saying, oh, and we're going to throw in a Vicky or a Tamara, like, it, you could, the case could have been made. You could have, yes, 100%, 100%. But, I mean, 
I'm not sad she wasn't there, certainly. I that's the thing with this with this season that's coming up, the ex-wives club. It's like I'm really excited, but also I feel like tense. Like I feel I feel like stressed about it because I'm just not sure. I don't know who's going to come out of it looking problematic or just like horrible or who, I don't know, like who's going to, I, uh, it just is, it really, it's like stressing me out. Well, I don't want to say that Dorinda would have changed her response to Vicky's shade according to like the forthcoming edit. But I do think that Vicky is going to have a tough season from everything that we've heard coming out of this and Dorinda knows that so it's like Dorinda's knocking on the door right now and the Bravo community is probably going to answer in the sense that like from everything we've heard they have some long drag out that lasts the entirety of filming and filming was not terribly long but it does not appear that Vicky is necessarily going to like gain fans (laughs) from her work on this job yeah. Oh, God. Well, best of luck to Victoria, if I guess. Say a prayer. Say a prayer. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm I'm excited to have you on today specifically because I feel like I have not talked to you really at all about this season of Atlanta so far. And I'm curious to get your thoughts because I came on Andy's Girls a couple weeks ago, mm. the week of the Dubai premiere. So we talked lots about mm. that. And there was... A lot of Beverly Hills drama going on, but we, I don't even think we touched on Atlanta. And so I feel like I'm coming into this with you very fresh. And I am curious before we talk about this week's episode in particular, how are you feeling the vibe of this season so far? We're six episodes in now. We're settling a little bit with this group. Where are you at? I mean, when you said six episodes, I was like, what? We Because it doesn't feel like we're that many episodes in. And what I like about Atlanta is that it does feel really light. Like the cast seems to work to me really well. I'm confused by a lot of the conflicts in a way that I think is actually like nice where I don't I can be easily swayed, I think, with opinions about why some of these people aren't necessarily gelling or why they're being a little um, shady in some of their responses to each other in real time and on the show. But I think it's getting lost a little bit. Like, I know for me on Andy's Girls, for better or worse, Beverly Hills is taking up like 108% of my brain. So I feel bad because I think Atlanta's having a return to form. I think it's a much stronger season than last. the last season was understanding the many obstacles that they had with production and COVID numbers at that time. Um, and I like it. I like this season. I don't think it's a remarkable one, but um, I, I think it's I, I like how light it feels and how much I can appreciate everybody on it. I, I totally agree. When I texted you when we were when I asked you to come on this episode, we were texting a little bit about it. And I was like, honestly, I think this is a compliment when I say it, even though it maybe doesn't sound like it. This season, I really enjoy the episodes while I'm watching them. And then I don't think about them that much afterward. And of course, of course, it's great when you have sometimes on Housewives, these major issues that you're really working through and unpacking and like, 
for example, on Beverly Hills the last couple weeks, this thing about Sutton saying something dark that Crystal has brought up, like that has felt like this tough, big, you know, mess to work through. Whereas with Atlanta, it's like, I'm just, I just think it's fun. And I think, you know, watching this cast this season, I think it's working out really well because there isn't any, there isn't any one dynamic within the cast that feels really toxic or like these two people just aren't going to ever be a fit with each other. And I think the last, you know, there have been many times on Atlanta where there's been at least one kind of relationship in the cast that just felt like too bitter, too toxic, too far gone. And that it's, it's just hard when those things feel like they're sort of at an impasse. And I like this season that it's like, it feels like, you know, Sonia and Drew were friends initially, and then now they're not getting along. And then Kenya seemed to be doing so well with Sheree. And then this week, Sheree is shading Kenya. And then Marlo and Sheree are now this twosome. Like, there, there's a lot of kind of rapid shifting within the group, but in a way that doesn't feel too intense or heavy, which is nice. Yeah, and the flip side of that is that recently... Candy sort of um, not triggered by Marlo, but Marlo has been coming really hard for Candy in real time. And Candy just recently kind of lost it on a red carpet. And I would argue mm-hmm. understandably so, because I think that Marlo has been pressuring her at a certain point to uh, respond back in kind. Where do you think that stems from? There, there does appear to be tension that we're now seeing on the show itself that's kind of exacerbated IRL. It is tough. And she had, Marlo had made a comment, you know, last week or something about Candy not doing enough for the community. And I think that Mm. is, that feels like a sort of a, I, that particularly, I can see why Candy would really be upset by that because it's more coming for her, you know, what her contributions and what she's done for people around her versus just like you're calling her shady or her ugly or, you know, whatever. But it is, mm-hmm. on the show, it does feel a little bit unprovoked almost that Marlo this week, yeah. I that conversation at the end of the episode when Marlo and Sheree go outside from this Jamaican cooking night, basically, they, they basically like excuse themselves from the room to go talk shit outside. And it's a little bit like, I mean... It was entertaining, sure. I was, you know, I was glad to have something to talk about, but it did feel like they basically just went out there to so they could talk shit about candy, and it's like, what is making this happen right now? Because Marlo, first of all, she's saying that Sonya was using candy for her followers, and like all that's Mm -hmm. like a separate thing. We'll talk about. We can talk about Mommy Nation, but um, but then (laughs) you know, Marlo. It feels like kind of unprovoked for her to say Candy was a hoe and had to, you know, she wasn't good at fucking, so she had to date underneath her tax bracket. It's like, that just feels like a really, it's just like a nasty thing to say about someone, whether there's any truth to it or whether it's based in some history that you have together. It's like, now now it's a thing that we're talking about on the show. Yeah, I can't kind of figure out what's going on there between them. Like, it... it it does give a little bit of a shade not to <laughs> use 
put too fine of a word uh, or an intention rather on shade but like Marlo has been known to go low and sometimes that can be uncomfortable to watch like it feels like if she feels that someone is coming for her in any way she gets so on the offensive as a form of defensive and I think we're kind of veering into that territory but I'm concerned that she's bringing candy down with her because at a certain point if someone is poking you over and over and over again and the pokes get deeper and deeper and deeper at a certain point you are going to respond in kind and then it becomes about two people fighting and who is going to take the other out and not why is this happening to begin with and when can this be resolved how can it be resolved right and i think i think also in the past when marlo has been in a supporting role on the show sometimes she can come in and drop a bomb or make some accusation or, you know, kind of go low, like you were saying, and doesn't necessarily have to stick around mm-hmm. for a cleanup effort, you know, that it's kind of like, that's what we always like wanted from her was for her to come in, stir things up. She was always messy. She was always shady, funny, all of this stuff. But we didn't necessarily need her to engage as much in the kind of everyday dynamics of the group. Whereas now it's a cast of six housewives and she's one of them. There isn't room for her to sort of disengage in the aftermath of this. So that's what it makes me nervous a little bit with her and Candy that it's like, I don't want them to get so toxic that it starts to kind of permeate the group. And then all of a sudden it feels like we can't have this light, fun, messy vibe anymore. And I, you know, I love, I enjoy Marlo a lot and I don't, you know, I don't have a problem with her being messy, but it's like, maybe, maybe we can just reel it in on candy a little bit. Cause I don't, I, it seems like a little strong for the, for right now. Yeah. I'm so happy she has a peach. I think she fits in so well full time. When she walked into that cooking session with her like fabulous outfit, I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad that Marlo's here. It just makes me nervous a little bit for the reunion because I do think it's going to be incredibly intense. And while I know that intensity and conflict isn't necessarily a bad thing, and it's often something that people look forward to, like in the trailers for seasons for Housewives franchises, it does just make me a little nervous because I don't want to see these women, both of whom I really like, like there's nobody in the cast that I actually even dislike, which is insane. Um, I just don't want to see these women coming for each other in that way because I still don't understand why it's happening. Totally. And if anything, I do understand a little bit more Sheree feeling unsupported by Candy because Mm. already twice in this season, we've seen situations where Sheree has kind of had some, you know, a problem coming at her first with this assistant claiming he didn't, she didn't pay him. And then now even more so with all of this Tyrone stuff and you know, Candy hasn't really stepped up to the plate in terms of being on Sheree's team and making sure she's good in the way that we have seen Kenya be there for her. We have seen Marlo be there for her. Even Drew going over to help Marlo with the cooking when when Kenya wasn't going to be there. It feels like this most of this cast really wants to be there for Sheree. And for, for whatever reason... 
Candy hasn't shown up for her in that way so far. And I, I get why Sheree has feelings about that because they've known each other for, you know, 12 years at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. And, you know, it's an odd moment, I think, for Sheree because she is really aligning very quickly, very heavily with Marlo, which when it comes to the candy stuff, it's like, I don't want to say like Marlo's going to bring Sheree down, but there is something to be said for aligning with someone who we know in real time and obviously the lead up the tension in the show that Marlo and Candy are really going to have a thing. Like for Sheree to find her footing in that, for Kenya to find her footing with this like strange tension with Sheree and also think about the Tyrone element of it all. There's a lot of nuance there in the ways that Sheree comes off as a woman and is like a very strong, very powerful, independent woman. She did Chateau Sheree. She's doing She by Sheree and also see her acknowledge and own the fact that like regardless of what's going on in other people's relationships, what Mark did to Kenya, what's going on with Drew and Ralph, I'm going to try to stick this out with this man who stood me up on camera and then gaslit me and pretended he didn't do anything wrong. I mean, like, who can't connect to that? You know, like, who, who hasn't been <laughs> in that kind of experience where it's like someone treats you like crap and you're like, more please, or like, you didn't mean it. So I'm going to take the apology on your behalf. I'm going to pretend that you took responsibility and we're going to keep moving forward. That's intense. God. My heart just hurts for Sheree sometimes. I just want I just want her to be good and happy and fulfilled and satisfied. And I just don't feel like I I think she's yeah, she's stuck in this position uh, right now of that she has these feelings for Tyrone and she has all of this time and energy that she's in, already invested in it and it's tough to throw that away, but it's like girl, he doesn't he can't even come to your state. Like at uh, you know, the only option, at least for now, for her to see him is going to be going to Philly. And the the one time you went to Philly, he didn't show up. So, I mean, it's tough. I did love, I mean, that that night that Marlo threw for Sheree was mm-hmm. really so such a lovely thing. I mean, maybe aside from the fact of making her pay for the Fendi stuff herself. <laughs> but... <laughs> I did. I thought that was. Oh my I god! That was so funny when she's like, "I set up a private fan thing," and then it's like, "Okay, Sheree, drop the credit card." <laughs> I swear to God, my my. As soon as I saw her set that up, I was like, "This is a terrible idea." Like, I don't want anyone to ever set up a surprise shopping event for me unless they're paying. Like, do a salon or a spa night, but again you should be paying. Like, don't do this extremely expensive design experience on camera and then expect this person to pay for things that she wasn't necessarily prepared to pay for. Like 11,600. Yeah, I remember the exact number because I was like, oh, that sucks. Like, I know you're getting stuff out of it, but like she didn't necessarily expect to foot that bill. I thought Marlo had bajillions of dollars. If you're going to treat her, then treat her. Right. Like it would have been better to skip the shopping part and just like give her a pair of shoes or something like. Yes. I mean, not to compare the two, but like when Jen Shaw did that shopping experience for Heather Gay, 
did Jen? Well, I mean, like Jen really didn't pay at the end of the day. Other people did unwillingly, but like, yeah, it's like your your grandmother paid for that. <laughs> your, gra- your grandma, somebody on Alta Vista asked Jeeves how to set up a thing, and Jen went shopping. But did Jen technically pick up the bill for that? I feel like she did. Did she not? I forget. Probably. I mean, I certainly don't think. I don't think that Sheree Whitfield is broke. No, but I. I'm not, and I don't mean to uh, insinuate that, but that's a lot of money. No, no, no. But like, there's a difference between like, I am financially comfortable and like, oh, I like to be surprised with the fact that I'm going to spend $11,000 right now. Yeah. And also sidebar, being on Housewives is so expensive. You have to look a certain way, have outfits that are like straight off the runway for every single scene for some of these franchises. I I would argue (laughs) New Jersey doesn't necessarily have that kind of pressure, but like your glam has to be on point. Your hair has to be on point. Production isn't covering all of that. Like if you're throwing an event, there, you know, various different forms of information about who's covering that cost. Like the only thing that we know is covered are the trips. So when it comes to some of this stuff, it's like, oh, my God, it's such an investment that regardless of whatever their salary is, you're putting in a mint. So then to show up to the shopping event, I just I don't know, like as a normal person, I would be like, no, thank you. As a I would say thanks if you want to go to Bergdorf and I'll touch a dress. But that pressure on top of everything else that you've invested in the show, it's a lot. Yeah, that's it's an interesting thing to bring up because this week when Kenya is supposed to come to this thing at Marlo's house, but then mm. she ends up not being able to because she had COVID symptoms. Marlo is bringing up this thing of she's like, oh, you were in glam to go to the doctor. And Kenya's like, no, I was in glam because I thought I was coming to your house. Right. Which is, of course, skating over the fact that it's funny the concept of like, I was going to come to your house to make cupcakes and do a massage. Therefore I was in glam. Like <laughs> the glam, like on Atlanta, for sure. There is just this baseline expectation of anytime there's going to be a camera, the hair and the face need to be correct. A hundred percent. And also their reaction I thought was wildly insane. Cause you know that Marlo is trying to guilt trip this woman while knowing she's not on the same page. Like, You call a doctor, you tell the doctor you have symptoms, the doctor says you can't go. It could be COVID. You you literally I'm not recommending that you go. And I'm sure there are insurance reasons or anything else. But the women trying to push and being like, but it's only a cough. And it's like we're living in COVID times. If you are filming and you're on a set and you have symptoms, she's not going to be allowed to film. It's not even up to Kenya. It's the doctor saying that I'm sure on behalf of production saying you're not allowed to film until you test negative, which she then tested after the fact. Yes, I think Kenya, I think they didn't want to break the fourth wall in that moment for whatever reason. But Kenya did tweet something last night that was basically like, I like I couldn't film until I had a negative PCR test like that type of I don't know exactly how she worded it. But basically saying like, it was a COVID protocol thing, not just like the doctor told me like, right there. I mean, this is a This is a TV show that's filming in the time of COVID. Trust and believe they have a testing regimen and protocols and all of this stuff. Nobody's just wandering into these scenes in front of the camera crew. So, yeah, I think that was one of those things where it's like, Marlo, like, we know 
we all know what's really going on here. And it's a little bit like a bad faith argument to be like, you were in glam for the doctor. It's like, I'm sure over this, these last couple seasons now that they've filmed during the pandemic, I'm sure all of them have had at least one moment where it was like, you're waiting for your test result to get back. Right. or You're like on pause or whatever for a COVID reason. It's not at this point. None of them are new to this. Well, and you could see the frustration in Kenya's face when she's having to like try to talk around this and be like, yeah, don't pretend that I had glam on because I was going to another event and because I never intended to go. I intended to go. I want to support you. I was told not to. And it's it is a little bit of a bad faith argument because I do think Marlo understood that and was pushing because she was pushing for plot. She was pushing for story. And it was just not this. This is unnecessary. Go focus on the other stuff. Like, or or do this, but it's very, very easy to counter. So is this how you want to, like, expend that energy when you could use it elsewhere, like, to mess with candy? Totally. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Switching gears a little bit, I want to talk about Sonia and in particular her Mommy Nation photo shoot event. But also just before we get into that, how are you uh, how are you enjoying Sonia on the show so far this season? I really like her. I think that she's like incredibly interesting. She fits with the group really well. We've seen on social that she and Candy have set up for themselves like what seems to be a really not set up but have come to find themselves I think in a close friendship and to me that makes a lot of sense I think these are both women who have been and are and remain incredibly successful in their fields and there's something to be said for like a four-time gold olympic Olympic gold, gold Olympic, a four time gold medalist at the Olympics being on Housewives. That's like we've never experienced a housewife athlete. I mean, there are so few that exist that have, if if any, that have accomplished what she has done. So to have her on Housewives, I think 
she has an under because she has been so successful in her life and because Candy has been so successful in their life in her life. I think that they understand each other in a way that's maybe different from anybody else in that cast. And you can see that connection. I just think that there's like a mutual respect between them. And I like Sonia, even though I don't totally understand the Drew of it all. I really like her in the cast. And I like that I think she's not coming into this as someone who is never going to make a mistake, like with friendships with these women, with tensions. I can see there being a little bit of a counter to like, oh, she's going to make some choices that I'm ne not necessarily going to understand. And that is a great housewife to me. Like, do it. Do the thing. Make choices. Shoot for the moon. Even if you miss, we know you're a four-time gold medal star. Yeah, I think it's always treacherous when you come on the show as one person's friend, at least according to production, and then sort of quickly leave that person behind or start have drama with them like she and Drew have had early in the season. But I think in this case, it's working out well for her because there's People already, I think, are a little bit on the fence still about Drew. Mm. And so I think if Sonia had come on the show and really seemed like she was just kind of there to tag along with Drew and be kind of her shadow, it would have been tough for her to make much of an impression because I don't think Drew kind of has that standing within the cast to bring on a friend and really have that be like a strong introduction. But with Sonia, it's like right away she's showing us I'm not going to be Drew's lapdog. I'm not going to be just like chiming in on her behalf. Like if I have an issue, I'm going to call it out. And, you know, <laughs> I don't know about drop it with Drew. It, that is giving me very weird vibes. Um, and it, I don't know, I don't know about mommy nation's vibes either, but I, it is funny to me that, um, we have these like two businesses and like one of them is being portrayed as this like fake joke. And the other one is being portrayed as this like Hobby? Big success? And I'm like, is it? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, when she, the Kenya's face, which Kenya made strong points in that scene. Like the idea of like, oh, I, even what Candy said of like, Kenya's not going to do this without, you know, cash and a check. I would be the exact same way. Like, you want me to show up? I thought I was showing up to a photo shoot. You neglect to tell me. I don't think that was an error. I mean, I think it was an error. I don't think it was a mistake. I think Sonia didn't want to ask Kenya. So she just thought, if I do this in front of cameras, you're not going to be able to say no. I mean, ma'am, you can't just ask this woman to show up to a photo shoot to be a model in the photo shoot and not tell her she's going to model. And P.S., where is her change of clothes? Like, you don't just forget to do that, I don't think. Right. And whether or not it would be nice for Kenya to do this favor for her quote unquote friend who she met three weeks ago <laughs> filming the show, whether whether or not that's the case, these people are public figures who command uh, some kind of fee for their time and appearance and endorsement of products and stuff. Like, this is how a lot of these people are affording their lifestyle beyond just their housewives check. So totally, I think it's not out of the realm of possibility that Kenya would be like, okay, yeah, I'll do this favor for you. But it certainly shouldn't be the assumption. And we've seen this come up like on, on Vanderpump Rules last season when Brock wanted everybody to come do his little like workout app photo shoot. And some people had mixed feelings uh. about that. It's like, 
Yeah, especially in the, you know, influencer social media economy that we have now. It's like they could be she could be doing another photo shoot or like an Instagram sponsored post for another hoodie line and getting like 50,000 bucks out of that. So it's not like a it's not just like a nothing favor to do for your friend. Yeah, I think it's a it's a business and also not only are you asking these women to pose for free, which Candy agreed to, and ha- had was able to make an informed decision about, but then it's for a Black Friday sale. You want these women to advertise a sale for free? I was like, this isn't even to. You have two of the most popular or most well-known Atlanta housewives and you're not even having them launch a new campaign. This is to sell older merch at a discount. Right. Like what are you doing? Ma'am. Right. Like this this should be for your like flagship yes. product launch, new line, new collection, luxurious, you know, limited edition. I I do think I don't necessarily think that I don't I don't know where Sonia's mind was at with this, but I do think it is worth noting that she ended up inviting the two women out of the cast that have by far the most followers of anyone there. It's not maybe maybe that was deliberate, maybe it wasn't, but that's how it worked out. And like Candy definitely didn't re you know I don't think Candy at the time was that close with Sonia that she mm. was like, Oh yeah, obviously I would be invited to this. Like I think Drew thought everybody else was going to be there too. Like it was, it was kind of weird the way that Drew was uninvited. And then Kenya like took her spot because I think Drew at first just thought everybody was going to be there and then she wouldn't go. Right. I hear it. I hear you on the thinking everybody was going to be there, but the fact that it was Candy and Drew who were the two that were asked, make me think that it wasn't entirely about social because Drew doesn't have as many followers as Kenya does, right? I would think that Kenya would have far more. I have no idea. I truly don't follow followings, but... Kenya has a lot more, but I'm thinking maybe maybe at first she invited Drew because she was her closest friend right. in the cast. But once they fell out, it was like, who else can I ask? Oh, I'm definitely going for Kenya over like Sheree or Marlo. I don't know. Just food for thought. It is food for thought. I'm going to, I'm going to think about that food for thought. (laughs) I'm going to think about it. Spring has sprung and that means it is time for some spring cleaning. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring ones, make sure you are using Ibotta to get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure you're shopping smarter, not harder, no matter what you are purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of a spring wardrobe refresh, a new warm weather bedding set, or a flight for that summer getaway you've been eyeing. Other apps, they give you points that don't amount to much. But with Ibotta, you just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including all your favorite grocery stores, Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying by using the code MENTION when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code MENTION. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code MENTION. 
This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. One of the last things I want to bring up, what is your thought about Sonia deciding that the photo shoot that seemed um, like there were not very many people there would be the wrong place to potentially have a conversation with Drew, but that the perfect, most ideal place would be a full cast event where her mother and Candy's mother were also in attendance. This is Olympic level thinking. This is how you get a gold medal on Atlanta. I don't want to hurt my <laughs> shit that might involve money, but I will absolutely do this stuff. She even said at a certain point, I think, like, I don't want to do it at the work event, but you know, like if it's separately or with all of us together, I mean, the fact that you're saying with all of us together, shows that you don't actually care as much about salvaging this friendship as you do about salvaging this friendship while also fulfilling the duties of a real housewife and nothing but respect. I mean, that is a queen level move. Like, absolutely do that. Maybe Mama Joyce being present was a real choice there. I don't know that I would have necessarily chosen. And also your mom, who didn't seem entirely thrilled with how some of this conversation was going. But sure, yeah, do it. I think that makes a ton of sense. Keep keep thinking that way. Keep thinking like a gold medal winner. That's that's how you get yourself your next season. Mama Joyce asking questions about Tyrone while she is waving a knife around. Loved it. Can't get enough of it. Can't get enough. Mama Joyce looking spectacular, number one. Being there, not saying anything about Todd. I like when Mama Joyce is shady, not about Todd. No more Todd shade. Aim it the way of the women. I have no problem with it. Love to hear her perspective, especially when I disagree. Keep it going. Exactly. Right. Like, I... I we've I've talked about this with other guests like earlier in the season that it's like I think Mama Joyce is hilarious and great TV and all of this stuff but I feel like the picking at Todd and yeah. needling at Todd and questioning Todd it's like that to me can be in the past. Ab- Thank you. Mama Joyce has got a little Marlo in her and it's like we're we do things sometimes we got a little I'm sorry apologies to Candy please don't block me but like we do things sometimes that get a little bit down and dirty in a way that is uncomfortable and or isn't necessarily helpful for the actual relationship that we're trying to salvage or resolve or improve upon. But when you do lighter stuff, funny stuff, important stuff, smart stuff, love it, love to hear it. And I love to see that side of her again, because I think for many of us, we still think of the Todd of it all, which makes seeing her on screen sometimes a little because I'm waiting for her to do the thing that makes me sad. So to see her this episode, I was like, yes, Mama Joyce, I missed you. I missed this OLG. Right. right. I want more of the energy of when she kept repeating that the guy said he was going to blow Phaedra the fuck up. <laughs> Love it. Love to see it. Love to hear. Mama Joyce, we need to give her, does she have, has a mother ever been given an actual friend of part? Like Mama Elsa, was she considered a friend of? Or Deandra's mom? No, I mean, I just don't think I don't think they would. They don't. Yeah, that would not that be. That way, would not be smart. That I'm, would not be smart. I would guess that like Mama D or Mama Elsa probably were getting a check at some point. Yeah, I would hope even so. if they weren't like announced as a friend of the show. 
I mean, think about how many how many scenes on Real Housewives of Dallas Deandra's mother was a central figure in. She was carrying every scene, every scene, every moment, every fight. Even when she wasn't on screen, Mama D, Mama D was propping that show up on her big teased hair. She was the true green miracle. Sorry, I have something stuck in my throat. I think Mama D heard me making a joke about Green Miracle and poisoned my tea. <laughs> danger. D- danger. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what she's doing. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I hope she's great. She's I great. hope she's well. Deandra just adopted a dog, I think. Everybody looks happy. Wow. Yes, <laughs> Deandra. Go. I miss Deandra, I have to say. I, re- I do. I know. I know, I know. We just like we can't go back to that place right now, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. maybe someday, may, or maybe not. But maybe in nine years, whatever. let's go by Miami Law. Let's see what. Let's see where we're at in Texas in nine years. Okay, I'll see you. We'll see you on Peacock in twenty thirty. <laughs> we'll see you on Peacock Plus. It's the offshoot of Peacock. We'll be watching Housewives in the Metaverse by then. At this, at this, yeah. Rate. There's going to be means, there's going to be a Bravo Quibi. It's going to be five second long episodes of someone being like, "Hi," oh. and then a door shuts, and it's seventeen thousand dollars a month, and I will mortgage someone else's house to pay for that. Okay, and now that you've mentioned Quibi, I think that is <laughs> where we're going to leave <laughs> off for today. But Sarah, it is truly always a pleasure, and um, tell everyone where they can listen to you, follow you, and check out your upcoming special event. Well, thanks so much for having me, Dill, aka Sweet Baby Dill. Um, you know it's a pleasure to have you on Andy's Girls, and fans of Mention It All, um, I think there's a great crossover audience there, and um, if you want to listen to any of Dylan's episodes, of which there are many, on Andy's Girls, you can stream AG wherever you listen to your favorite pods. It's a, a podcast devoted to all things housewife psychology. We like to consider it a mix between C-SPAN and Ayanla Fix My Life. So we get deep and dirty into the behavior behind um, what we're watching on Bravo TV each week. Um, and we have a live show coming up with a special housewife guest, which I'm announcing on Instagram tomorrow, Tuesday, on IG at Dame Galley. Uh, and it's going to be a live stream of content, a live show that you're not going to have access to on AG Classic, presented by Looped Live, which is where you can get your tickets, L-O-O-P-E-D-L-I-V-E.com. $15 on Thursday, June 23rd. We'll have some amazing special guests. And if you can't tune in live at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can get an on-demand ticket for the same price and be able to watch the show for a full week following at your leisure. It's going to be a lot of fun. So Andy's Girls live from the Clawfice, a virtual live show extravaganza on Thursday, June 23rd at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tickets on sale now. 15 bucks. Woo! Amazing, amazing. I've been to some of your IRL live shows. Yes, you Always have. a great time. Um, and this will be no different. Uh, but thank you for being here. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen so you never miss an episode. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Picot. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. 
Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.